over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. David Teal coming up. 835. And as always, joining us now to uh, get this third hour on a Wednesday underway, it's time for Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Nice to be with you. How's everything? Hey, we're doing okay. Hope hope you are. Hope you uh, have recovered from your uh, marathon of Saturday. <laughs> it was a long day. We are finally dried out. The biggest uh, concern I had after about six, seven hours was how was my dog Baxter handling the thunder and lightning Ooh, yeah. uh, at home by himself? So I had someone come and check on him. He was scared. And when I got home, he was really delighted to uh, to see me. And uh, he's, been, he's been quite affectionate <laughs> uh, ever since. He's right here. He's watching me right now. A scary day for everybody. There was a lot of lightning. I have not seen rain like that at Lane Stadium since that Georgia Tech game back in 2000, the game that never happened uh, against the Yellow Jackets because of the weather. How close was the game to not happening after that? Did they actually... You know, yeah. No, no, both both sides said they wanted to play the game. Good. Purdue Good. was committed to playing it. You know, I think that initially you thought, well, it's a non-conference game. Does it really mean that much to the teams? But they both wanted to play. And so they just waited and waited. And it ended up being, as we know now, the longest weather delay in college football history. Mm-hmm. Five hours and 27 man, minutes. Oh, man, oh, so, man. Um, <laughs> We played. I think some of the fans didn't come back, but those that did saw a heck of a comeback by the Hokies and a dramatic game, just a disappointing conclusion. But I'm glad they came back, and um, 
and it was a, it was a tough long day for a lot of fans. It goes up there with the with that Georgia Tech game, with that BC game in 07, with the Texas A&M Hurricane game. Uh, is a memorable weather event <laughs> yes. at Lane Stadium. Kevin from the Roanoke Times. I don't know if you yeah saw his yeah Kevin might graphic yeah. like yeah. it didn't rain that much in Christiansburg. It didn't rain that much in Radford. No, right or either. Or yeah. down in over Giles or even up in Salem, but it did in Blacksburg. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, rainy days, the offense had another uh, struggle. They do, don't they? The offense is struggling right now, especially running the football. Nice metaphor. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the running game is an issue. Uh, very similar to last year. I thought that they had addressed it. They thought they had addressed it through the portal, through uh, coaching changes, through – a little scheme adjustments, but some of the things that Coach Pry is concerned about this morning are the things that he was concerned about last year. And you know, when you're getting less than two yards a rush, it's concerning. Uh, when you're going to play Rutgers, who allows less than two yards a rush and is traditionally one of the top defenses around, you know, you're wondering how you're going to do it, uh, move the ball on the ground against that team or or any team, because you know, the Old Dominion and Purdue did a really nice job against the Hokies, but there are some really good defenses coming up here in the next few weeks, and. and they're not getting any push up front, and they're not getting any holes. So it's hard if you're a running back. I mean, Basil Tootin's statistics aren't that bad, right, in terms mm-hmm. of bre- broken tackles? Yeah. But he's breaking tackles two yards behind the line of scrimmage and then getting ahead for two yards. Right, so, right. Right? So well, what's the net on that? Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's hard when you're getting hit behind the line of scrimmage and have to scramble to get ahead for two or three yards. And, and that's what they're working on, and that's what they've been working on all week. And the injuries are starting to mount a little on offense, which kind of makes it more of a daunting task, right? Well, yes. Uh, clearly having uh, – I mean, even a healthy team would have a hard time scoring a lot of points against Rutgers. But if you take you know, Nick Gallo and Ollie Jennings out of the lineup and maybe even your quarterback – and, and and Wells, Grant Wells, and, and Jalen Lane, I mean, both of those gentlemen as of this morning are listed as questionable for the game uh, because of the injuries that they sustained. Yeah, that's a that's a big mountain to climb with without four key offensive players. And and not making excuses, but you take your starting quarterback out and go play Rutgers, a, that's a handful. And Marshall the next week, and then Pitt and Florida State. I mean, there's some really good defenses coming up. Uh, and, and that are that are playing really well and have veteran guys and some big guys up front. So I don't know exactly what the game plan is offensively, uh, and and but you've got to prepare with multiple quarterbacks. And I watched at length the te- the uh, Temple game last week, and and you know in week one Northwestern had a tough time moving the ball at all, mm-hmm. and you saw what Temple tried to do, uh, moving their quarterback around and spreading the field a little bit. But boy, Rutgers. That poor Temple quarterback got massacred. You know, it's fun to say, well, you know, just spread the field. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, you know, we saw, when teams tried to do that against Bud Foster, you know, you just come at the quarterback. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> we're coming. If you're going to keep guys in to protect your quarterback, great. If you're not, we're still coming. And so you got to have the quarterback get the ball out of there in a hurry. And, uh, and if it's Drones on Saturday, that'll be his job. If it's Wells, that'll be his job. Because if you stand back there again, you're not going to have very much time to do a whole lot against Rutgers. But that's nothing new, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Rutgers hasn't won very many Big Ten games, which I think everyone knows. Uh, they've really, really struggled in this conference. and But they're in the division with Michigan and Michigan State and with Penn State and Ohio State, and it's been really hard for them. Um, but they haven't struggled on defense. 
And I think if you look back, they've won eight straight now against non-conference teams. And they're, 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 they're a handful. They're a handful for Big Ten teams. Yes, they are. Defensively. Yes. Their issue has been kind of, they can't score. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they don't have the offensive people. But Greg Schiano has been a really good defensive coach. This is his second stint at Rutgers. You know, he went all the way to the NFL before coming back. Right. Um, so their problems have been offensively. Uh, they've always been a good defensive team with Schiano. Well, if you had to uh, make a guess today, given the injury status of Grant Wells, who is going to be the quarterback, do you think, on Saturday afternoon? <laughs> well, judging by what coaches said, if, if Grant can play, I think both guys play. How's that? I mean, that's because they want him just like last week, although drones didn't play till the final series. I think if, if Grant can play, he'll, he'll, he'll play. But this isn't the team. I mean, you don't want Grant back there at half speed trying to get away from that defense. Right, right. Yeah, they, they get after. I, I watched the whole Northwestern game. You're right. Those guys are just relentless on that side of the football. Um, you know, I think the, the, the Jennings loss is just – Oh, I mean, that's just a heartbreaker it for Virginia is. Tech because you know he's their biggest offensive weapon. You know he was the leading nation, uh, leading receiver in the nation last year. He was a huge impact in Week One. If he doesn't get hurt, I'm not sur- so sure Purdue beats the Hokies in Week Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's a legitimate game breaking guy. It is, it is. But if you take him and Lane out, it's up for some other guys to step up. And hey, surprises happen again. Hokies are going on the road here to play Ohio State on Saturday. That's right. Or, you know, that's I mean, exactly right. Okay, it's but but it may look like that Russell Athletic Bowl that the Hokies played against Rutgers, mm-hmm. which was you know the, it was ten ten going to overtime. Right, rock fight. Yeah, yeah. All right, switching gears a little bit here, uh, baseball wise. Um, someone asked me the other day from the show, "Who's going to go to the World Series and win it?" I said, "Easy, the Atlanta Braves." Uh. Why are so? So by the way, last night, so the Braves won again last night. Matt Olson oh hit, his, hit his 51st home run. No one talks. <laughs> okay, Brian Snitker is, is going to lead the Atlanta Braves to their sixth consecutive division title. No one talks about him as one of the great managers. That's exactly that right. Why is that? I don't know. Because he doesn't talk a lot? There's yeah, no drama? I, I guess so. He just wins. He just wins. You know, the Atlanta Braves, in some ways, are like, They've kind of supplanted the Steelers. Is the organization where the, the where the ownership lets management manage and management lets the coaches coach, and no one talks. Correct. No drama. No. None. You. You. When's the last time you heard any scandal about an owner in Atlanta? Right. Right. Even when they had the Ozuna problems, they handled that internally as and well. And Snitker just gets it done. Yeah. And 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 so if they win the division, they need one more win, which they'll get. The, They'll have won the division, either the East or the West, 23 of the last 28 years. It, it's it's mind-blowing how good and, that organization is. And the issue is, as all-time Braves fans know, they've only won the World Series twice. Yeah, right. In 95 and again two years ago. Right. And that is why the Atlanta Braves aren't the greatest team in the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. The Yankees have never done a 23 out of 28. Right. But they've won over 20 World Series. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Braves have won the National League East 17 times, more than anybody else. And for 70% of the last century, they were in the National League West. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Atlanta Braves have won the National League East more than Pittsburgh or Philadelphia or the anybody. 
And they weren't in the division till the late 90s. Isn't that crazy? I know. They develop, they draft, and the free agents like Olsen, they come in and they just immediately turn into even bigger stars than they were before. It's, but I'm with you. I think that, you know, the, the people always say, well, the Braves were back in the, in the Glavin, Avery, Smoltz era. Well, the Braves are only built to win over 162 games, not seven. You know, I never bought that. No. No. They had a great pitching rotation. They could throw four starters at you that were all, you know, they'd be the number one starter on most other teams. It was just random weird things. The, Bobby Cox should be regarded as one, and I think he is. But Bobby Cox could have eight World Series. He could have, yeah. But they Very just won the one mm-hmm. in 95. Finally, before we head into the SMA update, what horrible news with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that was just surreal, four plays in. You think he comes back? I'm not sure he will. Not from that injury at 40. Just, and he's, what, 39? He'll yeah. be 40, right? Yeah. I, his 40 is not Tom Brady's 40. The, you know, the physical makeup's not the same. And I think the Jets kind of thought, okay, we had a 40-year-old do it in our division for a long time. Let's bring this guy in. It's just, I don't think so. I don't think he's coming back. I really don't. I heard also for Jets fans who have been waiting so long to win, this was their year. And to be honest, you know, they're a Super Bowl contender with Rodgers. Oh, absolutely they are. But without him, they're not. They're not. No. No. Josh Allen handed them the game the other night, and they were fortunate to win. But, hey, that was a great story they won in the walk-off. But, yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. We talked about that in the class yesterday, about how you know ESPN and the, the crew and the broadcasters had spent so much time. You know, Aaron Rodgers was going to be the storyline. And they had some production elements, a whole bunch produced. They had spent, you know, they knew this was the opening game. They had spent all summer producing things. And then four plays into the game, he's out. Yeah, he's done. You can't, you can't run those little vignettes and packages that they had planned. No, no. Now you're talking about your quarterback's BYU career and his NFL struggles. <laughs> that's right. Which you really hadn't prepared to talk about. And, and that's, that's why in, in, in our play-by-play class, you know, you, you know everybody on the other team and have some notes on everybody mm-hmm. because you're just one play away. That's exactly right. Having to go in, but as an announcer – you're one play away from having to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, who is the backup quarterback, right? Tokies play Rutgers on Saturday, and, there's, and Rutgers starting running back gets knocked out. And the number two guy comes yeah. in, Mike, burn up. And I got to know, all right, let's talk about number two. That's exactly right. Got so right this up. week, yeah. we're going through their depth chart and going, all right, here's the backup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good lesson to learn. Speaking of that, when we come back, Bill's going to talk more about the SMA. His Baker team game of the week. Some really good. It's always tougher during college football. It is to come up. Uh, plus, we're going to have the NRV Heart Clinic top three. All that's coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, and the Roth Report as we roll along here on this Wednesday. Stay with us. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech. Athletics. The Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors will assist you to get your property ready to sell. This is Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. 
With the lowest inventory of homes for sale in the past five years, sellers can still make mistakes when marketing their real estate. While you love your pets, many buyers do not. Always remove the pets, clean up after them, especially in your yard, before showing a prospective buyer. Check all light fixtures inside and out and replace missing or non-working bulbs with LED bulbs for better lighting. A deep clean before putting up your yard sign will make the best first impression. More tips to get you a larger bottom line when you sell. Louise, Marshall & Rhonda, the Louise Baker team with Long & Foster Realtors will assist you to get your property ready to sell. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avalino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech. Athletics. The Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors will assist you to get your property ready to sell. This is Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. With the lowest inventory of homes for sale in the past five years, sellers can still make mistakes when marketing their real estate. Always listen to your agent about a marketing price. Overpricing your property can lead to longer days on the market lower offers and getting less money for your bottom line. Decluttering your personal items can also be stressful. Less is better when you are staging homes for photos. Remove all items on the refrigerator, the kitchen counters, and always organize your closets. Just a few tips to get you more money when you sell. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda, the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors will assist you to get your property ready to sell. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we do welcome you back. The Roth Report here on BDST and the SMA update. A lot going on as always here in September. Oh, man. Man, there is. We have 280 students in SMA this That's semester. Awesome. We're taking a group of half a dozen kids up to Rutgers Saturday. So my obligatory thank you to Rutgers Athletics for credentialing six Virginia Tech students. And we'll have a couple broadcasting the game. We're going to have a couple writing. We're going to have someone on the sidelines uh, putting together video packages. And uh, so appreciative, appreciative of not only... Tech Athletics, which has been incredibly welcoming, more, more than incredibly, just astonishingly welcoming to all Hokie, athlete, uh, Hokie students, uh, but our opponents as well. Um, we're having Travis Wells speak to our Intro to Sports Media class today. Oh, that's so perfect. Excited. Travis, of yeah. course, the longtime sports anchor and sports director at WDBJ7 in Roanoke, and now he's working within Tech Athletics in the strategic communication and creative communications team, leading that up for football. So Trav's going to speak today. The other thing we're talking about uh, – Going in the next week is kind of some future things in sports. I was reading. I don't know if you saw this, Rick. Do you eat at McDonald's often? Uh, it's been a long time since I've eaten so, at McDonald's. So only 40% of people that eat McDonald's are going to McDonald's. 
almost half. It's forty percent are using either an app or, or Uber Eats. They're digital customers. Sure, they're not sure. Going. So McDonald's is getting rid of their self-serve drink machines uh, at their restaurants, which I, I don't go into McDonald's a lot unless you're like on a. There's one on on the, coming up seventy-seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as you get into the Virginia, yes. post, the Virginia border, yes, loves yes. that McDonald's. <laughs> That's the McDonald's you go, I absolutely go every now and then. But it's it's more than just to get a drink. It's it's yeah, it's a it's a nice little break. But in any event, I'm off course here totally. McDonald's is starting this thing called Cosmics, and they're going to be basically little McDonald's that there is, there are no tables. It's it's going to be a completely digital McDonald's where. Your Uber driver can pick up food, and there will be drive-throughs, but there is no restaurant. It's yeah. a it's a cosmics. Oh, okay. So they're launching that, and and we're talking about how that will happen in sports. The technology exists now. If you've been to Disney World, you know this, or Disneyland, we could recreate Lane Stadium in Fairfax. We can recreate Lane Stadium in Richmond, and you would think you're there. Completely. With, with 360 screens, you would think you are actually at the game. Mm-hmm. We could even turn the sprinklers on and make it feel like you're at the <laughs> Purdue game. <laughs> uh. But, 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 but <laughs> it's incredibly expensive to build now, but not as expensive as it was before. And the, the league that probably does it first is, is probably the NBA because they're way out front on this type of things. You need special cameras. You need more than just like eight cameras to do this. You need hundreds of cameras. All very, very high 4K, 5K. I'm not totally into the technical things of it. But if you've ever been to Disney World and you walk out of a a ride, it's, it's it's an experience, right? You think you were really about to be eaten by a dinosaur, right? Mm -hmm. And we can recreate that now. We can recreate that in sports. And so you might have X thousands of people at the stadium, but you have these mini stadiums around your region where you go with fans and, and you're going to leave. And this isn't like a theater. This is an IMAX. This is a complete 360 experience, just like you would see at Disney World. And that's coming. That, that, that's coming to sports because it, it saves you the drive. It saves you hours on the road and parking. And you'd count, you, the tickets would be maybe the same price. Right, you'd, and you'd count those people as attending the game. <laughs> wow. Who knows what it's going to look like in 10 years, right? It's crazy. It's craziness. And you can, you can eat McDonald's in your own house. I don't know. Do, do, people, do people order out McDonald's? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe like a big nugget, some McNuggets pack or something. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't well, know. I'm going to order delivery. Yeah. Where are you going to get it from? Well, I guess Mickey D's again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't, maybe for college kids it makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for college kids. It does. That'll work. I'm That'll work go for them. for some, uh, for some, you know, I've had, we've had takeout sushi where they deliver it. There you go. There but you the, go. Yeah, I'm more of a pizza guy. So why not? Food delivery. Yeah, exactly. All right. What are you doing for the game of the Baker team game of the week? Struggled I mean, this week. It's kind of a lame college football week. Yeah, There's no ranked teams playing each other. It's not big, big. Time. The Syracuse Purdue game is the is the primetime game. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. Yeah. Um, Pitt West Virginia. Yeah, always That's a backyard. Sure, brawl. that's sure. in Morgantown. I like that one. Right. Yeah, I do too. Uh, 
Dion's about to go three and zero. Colorado State's playing Colorado. That's a rivalry game that mm-hmm. they play early in the year. I thought about that one. That that it's a, just any game Deion Sanders is coaching becomes a, a it has game though, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. But I'm going with the Browns and the Steelers. Monday night football. Steelers lost at home in their opener against San Francisco. Yes, they did. You know, they opened up with two big home games and they got throttled 30 to seven on Sunday. So it's a big game and they're playing their arch rival, the Browns, who, as we know, are really good. The games in Pittsburgh, though, you know, it's it's hard in the NFL to go 0 and two and then come back and, and make a have a playoff run. It can be done because there's 17 games. But when you lose them both at home, yes, yes, that'd be huge. You know, that's huge, and that's a, and conversely, you know, the Dolphins won at San Diego. They're in New England this week. By the way, that's crazy scheduling at San Diego at New England mm-hmm. to start your season coast to coast. If they win, <laughs> they'd be two and zero, but they're plus two on the road. Oh, it's such a huge advantage. That's man. huge. You, yeah, yeah. you pick up two road wins in oh. weeks one and two. And you still have nine home games left. Yeah, yeah, you're setting yourself all up. of a sudden. Yeah, that's yep. why I so so I'm gonna but I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I think they've got to win. And same with the the Pats. You know, they that, this is a big game for yeah. them. There's some big games here early in the season, They're particularly on. in the in that division. All right, time now. Those are divisional games. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, especially divisional games. All right, time now for Bills in RV Heart Clinic top three. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. All right. What are we looking at now for the top three? Our top Virginia Tech Rutgers memories. Okay. I like that. like that a lot. Just, the music just dropped off. Yes. Like yes, it did. It just kind of like, stopped there on me. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said Rutgers memories, the, the music, music stopped. Just, yes. The band said, oh, we're done. <laughs> People rolled their eyes. But these are good. These are good. <laughs> these are impactful memories for me. They All should right. be impactful memories for you, Rick. Okay. These should be impactful memories for everybody. Our top Virginia Tech Rutgers memories. Number three, we played the first football game after the 9-11 tragedy. And That's it was right. in New York. Mm-hmm. And so we flew into Rutgers, as we know, is just across the river there from New York City. As we landed at Newark, you could still see... It was so emotional. We could still see the smoke coming up from the Twin Towers a week later. And to play that game in Metro New York, Brian Welch, a Virginia Tech football player, linebacker, whose father had been killed in a terrorist attack years earlier, led the team onto the field with an American flag at Rutgers and ended up getting a big interception in the game as well. So that's number three. Uh, it wasn't on the field, so to speak, but just being in New York right after 9-11. Week three, just like this game this week is, right? Mm-hmm. Third week of the season, Hokies at Rutgers. It was right after the 9-11 thing and uh, 9-11 tragedy. And uh, very surreal to be in New York that week. There weren't many people on our plane. Yeah, right. I, can, I remember that, too. Uh, Virginia Tech Rutgers memory number two uh, was 1999. And it was early in the season, okay? And we had this freshman quarterback named Mike Vick. Michael Vick. Hmm. Okay. Man, I think I remember him. At Rutgers. <laughs> right. See, everybody, everybody remembers, like, the JMU flip, and everybody remembers the, 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 the run in Morgantown, and everybody remembers the uh, 62 nothing win over Syracuse, and they remember the Florida State game, right? I also remember the Rutgers game because Mike only played one half. We only let Michael Vick play one half against Rutgers mm-hmm. in 1999. Okay? He was 11 of 12 passing for 248 yards <laughs> and four touchdowns. 
The Hokies had seven possessions in the first half and scored seven touchdowns. 49 at the half at Rutgers. Rest easy, Mike. (laughs) Second half. Coach Beamer like, well, the only person who's going to stop Michael Vick today is me, Mm -hmm. is what Coach Beamer thought. Yeah. Mike, you're done. 11 of 12, 248 and four TDs in the half. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Now, Rutgers wasn't what Rutgers has become. That was, I think it might have been Coach Shiano's first year, first or second year back then. They were struggling. But they couldn't stop Mike. But I remember him just on that field, like yeah, yeah, like I vividly I want to burn up. Is he that good, or is Rutgers that bad? Well, it turns out it was probably it was yes. both. <laughs> yes, yeah. But my number one Tech Rutgers memory was um, the, our last trip there. Uh, Brian Randall threw four touchdowns. Kevin Jones ran for 118 yards. The Hokies were number four in the country, and. Destroyed them 50 or 58 to something. 50, 50 to nothing. I'm trying to remember. No, 58 something. And uh, and just seeing Brian Randall, kind of the same thing. Like Rutgers Stadium has kind of been a coming out party for some really good tech quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Michael and Brian were two of them. Those are good. Those are really good. Well, I hope you and Bill have safe travels to uh, Piscataway. This what weekend. a great time. We always do. All right, brother. Take care, man. See you, man. All right, that's the Roth Report here on BDST. We have to take a break. Come back. David Teal joins us next here on this Wednesday.